look good, feel good. Alright, day, 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 day. Alright, it's banging around out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> always just gone there. We are Hottest 100s and Thousands and we have taken control of your radio station. This is the podcast in which we talk about the songs that have been deemed hot enough to be in the Triple J Hottest 100. My name is David James Young and I'm one of the four voices you're going to be hearing for the next hour or so. Joining me once again, Mr. Adam Buncher. Once. How do you get out of the way? <laughs> Mr. Nathan Harrison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Mr. Andrew McDonald. Hello. <laughs> I'm not here to make light of the crash test dummies, man. <laughs> we weren't. No. <laughs> that was reverence. all love. Sheer reverence. Okay, so we have a fascinating collection of songs to get through today. I have no idea what the fuck's going to go down, but uh, I think we're going to start a revolution on this goddamn podcast. I can feel it in my waters. We don't know what it is, but it's definitely a revolution. Yeah. At number 70, it's R.E.M. with What's the Frequency, Kenneth? Hey, Dave. Hey! It's your boy. It's your boy. It's your boy. It's your boy. Uh, uh, to my it's cup. over. It's over. Oh, oh, I told uh, you uh, the game's over. It's time. What's your frequency can at this show? Things are trained. With what's the frequency, Kenneth? What is the frequency, Dave? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, back in 1986, Dan Rather, who is a very famous uh, American newscaster, uh, was walking home and uh, was chased and beaten up by two people. One of those who kept repeating the phrase, Kenneth, what is the frequency? To this day, it has not been explained. No one knows why. Well, that, but- guy, that guy was just a, like, he was. Mentally deranged. Yeah, he's mentally deranged. He's now, yes, he's, now, he's, he's now serving a life sentence for a different crime. That is correct. Yeah. Like he was just a lunatic. He flat out fucking murdered someone. Yeah. So yeah, uh. but just the turn of the phrase was just absolutely bizarre, and to this day, no one has been able to explain why he said it. My understanding from what I was reading about was that he was like he's a paranoid. He it still is. If he's, yeah, uh, <laughs> paranoid schizophrenic Shout out and sort thing. of just it's that kind of tinfoil hat. He thought that news and radio and everything were like controlling people's thoughts with with like a secret hidden frequency, and so that's why he attacked a newscaster and was saying, "What uh. is the frequency?" But also got the name wrong, I guess. Whatever the case, it resulted in one of my favorite REM singles, which has served the test of time. It was a staple of their live show for many, many, many years. Pretty much every tour that they played following uh, the release of this album, Monster, has stuck in the set list, and. Uh, 
of the two compilation albums that have come out, uh, which is In Time, The Best of R.E.M., and uh, Part Lies, Part Heart, Part Truth, Part Garbage, which was the comprehensive two-disc Greatest Hits collection that came out in 2011 following uh, R.E.M. splitting up. Both of them feature What's the Frequency, Kenneth, and uh, that's the only song from Monster on either of those of those releases. So it's uh, one that people definitely remember and one that people uh, love, and for a very good reason. This has got some of Peter Buck's most distinctive guitar work, you know, away from the very picked-out Rickenbacker 12-string kind of sound that he'd been going for in the early, like, college rock years. Here it's just, like, flat-out power chords, and they sound fucking big! He's had huge on this record. When it comes in with that, uh, how soon is now? Like the like, I thought that was a really, really cool effect. Peter Buck is the star of this show. I also love the vocal interplay between Mike Mills and Michael Stipe in the harmonies on the chorus. This was the first REM music video that Michael Stipe was bold for. So oh. it was it was a showcase oh, is that of right? yeah so this was this was the new look REM mm. branding yeah because <laughs> he'd always had a little bit of hair up to that point but this is when he just started shaving his head and went flat out bald and you know that became like the distinctive look like, yeah he's one of the more famous bald frontmen I'd say so easily along with our like, friend William like when we when we were growing <laughs> up we, we, like he was just bald. We can yeah. all remember seeing yeah. pictures of our like Michael Stipe growing up and just like, holy fuck, he had so much hair. What yeah, happened? Exactly. Yeah. I, I this is the first I've heard. I, I you've never seen pictures of Michael Stipe. No, with hair. never. I've it's always known him. Oh my god! I, like I have, but still, like my image of him is he's just, definitely a bald yeah. man. He's just a bald man. Yeah, a bald but this man. is this is hilarious because this reminds me of um the time that I showed you Billy Corgan with hair for the first time. <laughs> That's yeah. even weirder. Yeah, <laughs> isn't it? But, well, yeah. I think it's a testament to those guys owning the look, really. Like, oh yeah, for you, sure. You, I don't feel the need. to to ever see them with hair. Yeah. I think they're missing anything. They're just... uh, but the point is, yeah, Monster is a fairly underrated record, but uh, I'm not the right person to ask. I think any record that people universally hate of REMs, oh, it's underrated. Leave it alone. You, know? <laughs> you <laughs> are the, the REM right... apologist. Yeah, yeah, I'm a complete... That's hilarious because REM actually have a song called The Apologist, which and is it's on... about DJY. And, yeah. it's, and it's underrated. It's from their 1999... 19- <laughs> it actually... It's from their 1999 <laughs> album Up, which is underrated as fuck. It is an incredible album. It's we so good. We went from ironic to just straight up. Like, okay. I know too much about R.E.M., so I'm going to throw it to the casuals. <laughs> I think it's very lucky that this song is by R.E.M. I'll say that. Okay. I How think, do you mean? Well, because I think that if it was in the hands of anybody else, it may be on the precipice of slipping into the generic rock pile. The, some of the other bands we've talked about in this countdown so far. I have to, I have to admit, the first time that I heard this song... My notes were very, very different to the times that I listened to it afterwards. And I'm glad that I kept going back to it because it was a grower and it grew quite rapidly. But I do have to say that first impressions were not entirely favourable. I mean, I'm entirely pleased whenever Michael Stipe opens his mouth because I think he's got a beautiful voice. Mm. Um, And I think my enjoyment... If, at least for the first time I listened to it peaked when he comes in with that with the title of the song classic Smith's thing I'm gonna gonna start by saying the name of this song yeah. and then we'll go from there <laughs> um, he, he delivers it like a like an absolute pro 
but yeah, from that point on, in that first listen, I wasn't. I was just kind of like, oh, and it just kind of goes on from there, I suppose. <laughs> but I've come to appreciate the textures of what they're playing with a little bit more, the kind of vibe that they're getting in. I think it is a fairly decent REM single, but I am surprised to hear that it is one of your favorites, especially yeah, considering sure. they got so many hits. I don't know. I I don't think this compares to say like Man of the Moon from last year. I don't think it sounds that much like an REM song. Like I think it's a good track. My favorite thing about it, above and beyond, is. As you accurately pointed out, the How Soon Is Now-esque guitar shimmer. Yeah, 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 it, yeah nice. it reminds yeah. me of Tony Ma. Even there's um, shades of Kevin Shields kind of feedback yeah, guitar yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. Gorgeous stuff. I yeah. loved it. Lyrically, the song is very, kind of like old man not getting the kids, but the line that um, withdrawal and disgust not the same as apathy is just... Yeah, it's oh, fucking amazing. It's, it's as stifled as yeah. it comes, and it's... Oh, the, that turn of phrase is mm. so distinctly, yeah. wonderfully REM, yeah. and I love how well they carry that you mentioned, off. Um, you mentioned uh, liking the vocal part opening with What's the Frequency, Kevin? Yeah, very My much. My personal favourite is a little bit that got added in one of the later choruses, which is, I couldn't understand! Like, uh, just how it just throws it in. Yeah, like, no, yeah. that's true. No, I remember like that, that bit little, now as well. Like, it's really Nice I too. always like, yeah, how they'd have choruses, but sometimes they'd just throw something in extra to like a later chorus to like keep things interesting. And by the way, I will clarify when I say it's, it's lucky that this is by REM, I'm not giving it a pass because it is REM. Yeah, no, 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 no. I just think they handled things in a way and they have a knack for this kind of song that other bands maybe wouldn't if it was in different hands. I agree. I think, like, yeah, yeah another band, this would be a very potentially very like sickly sentimental song as well or yeah, just, yeah like, that's true like, well. I think Maybe. yeah Maybe. I don't know I really like the lyrics in this song in that they're engaging with um, for me at least like people on the periphery mm-hmm. and I think they do that in a way that is treating them with respect but not sort of like over sentimentalizing like that terrible song that I hated so much about the homeless man last year yes oh, um, Mr. Wendell oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like they're not patronizing they're not over sentimentalizing or anything it's just it's just engaging with a person and I think that's really right. nice I got, I, I got an age thing out of it eh? yeah right yeah. Okay. Yeah. maybe that's unjust I, I guess a uh, not unnecessarily a criticism because it doesn't detract from the song for me but I certainly feel like it's a I don't understand what the kids are up to. Sure. Like, then they change what it was. And what I'm with is no longer it. <laughs> It'll happen yeah. to you. Yeah. There's a bit of that for it for me. But I, th- I think it's a good song. I'm surprised to hear that it's actually a bit of a, a live staple and a classic for R.E.M. Because it, doesn't, yeah, sound like yeah, a, it yeah. doesn't sound like an R.E.M. song to me. Like, well, I, I like it, but I don't, it doesn't sound like R.E.M. I recently, on your recommendation, listened to Green. Yes. And I think it fits in with a Green sound quite, quite yeah, well. Yeah, that's, that's a fair call. Like, I think, I think the, the stuff that they're playing with there... Uh, you know, I could see it fitting in with that catalogue. So yeah, it did, it, I guess it didn't surprise me mm. because I'd, I'd recently delved into that. It was I think kind of it's, fresh. It's, it's one mind. of the earliest songs I remember like being aware of as REM. Like, oh, this yeah, yeah, Man yeah, in the sure. Moon. Like, and, and everybody goes, away from like everybody oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, like Man on the Moon and stuff and like it's, that. It's, yeah. it's the first track on the best of that I have, I think. Oh, right. Maybe yeah. it's not, but. Oh, this is the first time listened for me. Yeah, yeah same sure. here. Yeah, oh, yeah. Never, right. you, never, you guys never heard this song before? Wow, no, no, I'm really? very familiar the with this The only R.E.M. songs that I'm familiar with outside of the singles, like the big hits, are um, Automatic with People and Murmur. I remember hearing this on radio as a kid. Right. I'm familiar with this song. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, was a so, pretty big radio hit. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, mm. I can tell it sounds like it, which I, I think is why it doesn't sound like R.E.M. to me, because even sure. R.E.M.'s biggest songs... Like even everybody hurts doesn't sound like yeah, a radio. Yeah, they're hit. anomalies. They're radio yeah. Anom- yeah, anomalies. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. I love the way the song just crashes straight into it. Like there's yeah, no here, there's yeah. no intro or anything. Yeah. It's just like bam. And yeah, it's that on. riff, man. Which is like why it's... I think it's interesting for REM again for that mm, very reason. Mm. Yeah, there's there's no attempt to like build a mood before the song starts. It's just like all right, the song's happening. The mood like, is the song. Yeah. The song's happening. We've already said the title of the song. We're <laughs> keeping on going. It just keeps like yeah. rolling through. It's great. 
Uh, so I believe, yeah, there's a few more REM songs to come in the uh, in the history of the Hottest 100. Can't but, wait. Uh, yeah, I do look forward to I do look forward to that. Were you happy, Dave? We're not down on REM. Oh, dude, this dude. isn't UMI part two. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I haven't heard him. <laughs> Thank God. No words. Terrible about that. All love. Oh, dude, it's fine. It's fine. It was it was theatre. It was yeah. pure theatre. <laughs> we hide and we hide see. Tears behind <laughs> At number 69, lol, this is Crash Test Dummies with mmm, 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 mmm. Once there was this kid who got into an accident and God had come to school. But when he finally came back, his hair had turned from black into bright white. Said that it was from when the cousin smashed so hard. Mm-hmm. Once there was this girl who wouldn't go and change with the and once there was this boy who hosted a podcast and threw it to Andrew, and <laughs> when he finally came to, uh, <laughs> he started talking about this song. Everyone's heard this song, and everyone has a certain connection of nostalgia for this song, I'm sure. My parents had the record that this was from, the God Shuffled His Feet record. Yes. And like, so I, I heard that, and I remember just playing it a lot, because I remember thinking the album art was kind of amusing. It's like a changing of an old renaissance painting um, yeah. with the band's faces superimposed that's um, right yeah. I thought it was kind of amusing as a kid and then I thought, so I played the album a few times and I know the album probably better than I say most people yeah because like of that nostalgic attachment that I heard it when I was seven or whatever and like this song like obviously it's fucking bizarre in so many reasons like not just like the lyrical content and his I would voice. easily say this is one of the weirdest songs to ever become a pop like yeah, sensation pop of the last it's 30 bizarre, years yeah. um, at least like his voice obviously is just too baritone <laughs> I love a deep voice singer but Jesus um, but it's ov- verging on the, the post grunge with its mirroring yeah, isn't it exactly. yeah exactly the overly saccharine tone of it is yeah. just bizarre again his voice I don't think that can be stressed <laughs> enough <laughs> and um, his voice is weird yeah but like for all that I do think that there is some genuine goodness in the songwriting process here I think it's adult oriented rock garbage which is like the worst <laughs> rock music in the world but I don't think I can properly remove my nostalgia goggles perhaps but there's something about it and same with the album like there's still the title track on the album is very wonderful Afternoons and Coffee Spoons let me just riff on a few Crash Dummies tracks here for everyone to look up <laughs> oh god they're the new bush <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, there's something about this song that I think is good in spite of its weird, kitschy value. I think there's something about it. And also, it's one of the, I think, some sort of record for best-selling song with no vowels in the song title. I guess some song has to be. It would just have to be, wouldn't it? Like, what do you say about a song like this? Yeah. It is such a bizarre 
thing to have happened. This song to become a worldwide sensation, still regarded to this day as simultaneously one of the best and one of the worst songs yeah, more, ever more written. More the latter, I think. It, like, oh, there's, it's so just, much, there's as much there's love so as much there hate. is hate. Yeah, like, it pops up in so many worst songs of the 90s list. Yeah, like, yeah, that's just 100%. Its job now. Worst songs of all time, even. Mm. Like, people are willing to go the distance for this song. And people will say best songs of all time as well. It's just such a tortured and strange song. There's next to no resolve the like you don't find anything out further about these people in these like these you characters find out and these st- you find out what his hair turns from black into bright 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 yeah like no, no one no one knows what the fuck happened there. like yeah. uh you're in the process of that happening that's exactly so. you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and i guess i uh, maybe one day i'll get some tattoos that resemble birthmarks all over my body yeah <laughs> and your parents can go to church yeah <laughs> and you can get your tonsils out. Mm. Where, yeah. And then you can be really sad because your mum throws them out before you have a chance to take them to show and tell. That is the lost verse from this song Ooh. that was performed live. Yeah, they used to, a bunch of times, they would swap out the church verse for the tonsils. For the right. tonsils verse. Huh. Which I think the, the is. The church verse was apparently you know, very. It's pretty clear why you do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the church verse is apparently very controversial. Yeah, right. Because it mentions a church. And yeah. Morocco. Pentecostal. Oh, yeah, yeah. He yeah. whispers Pentecostal in some live versions Ooh. or on the radio once when he was singing that. Like, Ballsy move. Yeah. Brand Taking on whatever. the church. Yeah. Also because it says that, that you know. The just, dummies. Just being. <laughs> Just being forced to go to church is worse than all the other stuff. You explicitly mm. Being in a car accident. Yeah. Also, bright white hair is cool. I'd love to have all white hair. That'd be fucking baller if my hair was still healthy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nathan, what's your take on... That happens as you age. It's fine. Like, I, I don't have a very strong memory of this song. Like, I've definitely heard it before. Oh, yeah. But- but, like, I don't have any attachment to it. I think I'd, I'd say this I, I is one of the few songs that we've covered, like, where you wouldn't even... You'd have to just see it on the list and go, oh, yeah, I could talk about that song. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I, mean? I reckon Some that you have everybody... to, like, oh, you never heard it, or, like, you have to listen to it to, like, re-get yeah. it in your mind. This is a song that's always there. Yeah. It I always th- had yeah. just been there. You I couldn't think everybody quite explain that, it. I think everybody that... Um, is going to have heard this song in their lifetimes has already heard this song. <laughs> Eventually, yeah, nobody will ever hear that's it fair. again. That's a fair call. Like, it's like being on the moon. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> a side note, though, the singer of this band, Brad something or other, is a world-class asshole. I have to quickly stress that. He's an absolute fucking villain of a guy. There's this interview online, which we'll include in the podcast description because it's worth a read, yes. from uh, about 2013 or 14 where someone who's like a young fan, she's like seemingly about kind of 15 years old, runs a blog, somehow got in contact with him for an interview, like just through email, I believe. Yeah. And she's a ridiculously huge fan of all the material, not just of God Shuffles His Feet era, the classic <laughs> era of CTD. Um, I presume their fans call them. Um, and she like she's talking about how much she adores the band, kind of thing like that. But all her questions are like, they're the kind of questions that any 15 year old would ask a band when they're quote interviewing unquote a member which are like how did you where do you come up with your song ideas where did the band name come from and I guess certainly he's polite enough to answer but I'm sure he, he's not getting interview requests by the dozen these days <laughs> um, but his, his answers are all like that's got to be one of the worst questions I've ever asked before how fucking unoriginal are you and she publishes them and she's like, ha he was really jokey. It's really funny and cute. Oh, God. And he's like, yeah, she doesn't realise that he's just an asshole." when he's like, oh, that's yeah, going to be the worst question I've, I've, everyone's ever asked me. And like, really, you're asking that? A cursory Google search could give you the answer to that. But nonetheless, I guess I'll tell you. 
And then when she it's says like, things ugh. like, Mate, and get then, your hands off. And then even like, when, and then even when he he said he likes the questions she asks, he says that's much better than the last question. God, more you should be focusing on stuff like this. He's just an absolute dickhead. Ugh. Yeah. What the hell? If he wasn't punchable enough by going yeah. and getting that shit in your head all goddamn day, then shit like that'll that'll put you over the line. Hundred ten percent. Adam, you've you've lurched and shook all over the church floor. What's uh, what's your take on this, sir? Uh I can't. Enough I can't. done. I can't. Liter- I just, literally, I did, not can't. S- I did not sign up for this podcast to voice an opinion on. Mm, I can't. <laughs> You're done. What? No, I just. Do you I, hate I, it? No, I don't. I don't. I, I don't know what to say, Dave. I don't know what to do with this song. It's just, it just is. It exists when it's on, and we listen to it, and then it's no longer on, and we say nothing about it. That's it. That's it. This I'm is, happy with that. This is hard, man. This is really hard. It should be exactly Give it a go. From- Give it a college no, try. I can't. He can't do it. Why, though? Dave, I- he's crying. Leave him alone. I don't know what to do with it, man. You've had something to say about literally every song we've ever talked about, ever. Yeah. This, song, this song is I not think, every song. I think song. That, that says more than anything else. You reckon? I do. Because it, once it's out of my mouth and I've said something about it, I can't... You know, like, what am I going to say? Am I going to say more stuff to take it back? Because that mm. might not be right. Mm. What do you say about this song? I shouldn't have... Um, I shouldn't have... Mm. That was a mistake. <laughs> it was an accident. <laughs> 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 you got into an accident. <laughs> it just is. The song is, and then it's not. Let's leave it. We really can't quite explain it. It has always just been here. <laughs> and number 68, this is Dinosaur Jr. with Feel the Pain. Number 68 with Feel the Pain. Uh, now, we got to talk about two Dinosaur Junior songs in season one, which was a really fucking cool thing. I had no idea that Dino Junior were this popular with the Triple J crowd at the time, but uh, it did mean a great discovery for your friend and mine, Mr. Adam Puncher. Hey! So, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, a year, a, roughly a year has passed. We're all a little older, we're all a little wiser, we're starting to grow hair in really weird places. Uh, what's your relationship with Dino Jr. now? So, you digging this? I love this. What's not to love? This is a lot. Hell to yeah! There, exactly. Hundred percent. It's. I mean, like you've got uh, the same kind of tropes that they've been playing with in the last couple of tracks. You know, like beautiful lush guitars that are way too lazy vocals. Um, you know, the loud, soft, the fast, slow. But they're presenting it in this way 
which makes it seem fresh and original and completely unlike the other tracks that they've presented. Mm. Uh, unmistakably Dinosaur Jr. So all the signatures are there, but I mean, it, it's what you want. It is, when you go into a new song from a band that you like, it presents you with exactly what you want. What I really love about this track, aside from the fucking amazing lyrical mantra, which dominates the whole course of the song, is that basically the music that and the form represents that so perfectly. You mm. you feel everything, then you feel nothing. Mm. It's just it's it's the hollowness and the way too much uh, mirrored perfectly, both lyrically and musically. I think it's incredibly well crafted. I think Di- Daiju are uh, don't call them that. The kids can We're, call them that. The kids can call them Daiju. Yeah. I think they're way too they're way too good. They're way too cool. Again, like I bow at the guitar solo at the mm. end of this track. Like yeah. guitar solos now need to be something really special for them to not kind of be looked down on which is I remember I was was thinking about this earlier like there was a time definitely in the 80s and early 90s or whatever like a song wasn't a song unless it had a ripping guitar solo and if it wasn't if it wasn't there people would be like hey man where's the guitar solo yeah but like we don't have it now because guitar music's for babies well, I don't think I think this is guitar music and I think it's not for babbies no a different time yeah, yeah. yeah. this Dark is time. this is, this is the, I think yeah. this is great no, I, but the, yeah, this is a terrific song yeah. and when you mentioned the tropes they, they're all here it's crunchy riffs it's yeah. relaxed it's yeah. chill like, I, I can picture getting high and listening to this song it's, it, it's everything that I saw Junior channels and I do it so fantastically there's nothing to not love about it the production is neat and mean but the yep. crunchiest shit guitar riff everything about it and works when that so comes well. in for like the chorus riff or whatever and yeah. it's just like the time signature is all of a sudden just completely snapped yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. and you're just like whoa, whoa whoa what's going on and what's even better and than then that, it catches up and you're like oh right okay we're here now and they try to when they try and bring it back slowly again and it kind of takes a little bit of yeah. a transition like yeah. it's not perfect at all like it's like oh no no slower still slower yeah still, okay now we're here <laughs> that's like, great it's, that, it's that awesome. roughness of the structure Perfect. is so good Wouldn't there's so much it. going on that I love it for yeah. what it is there's just so much about this song that is reflective of how great a guitarist Jay Maxis is exactly, exactly what I was saying before like you know he, when he does a solo it's not kind of like it's a guitar solo it's like fuck Yes, no, yeah, it's not. Here's a verse with no words. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, a thing. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's there for a reason. I got to see Jay play solo recently, and uh, yeah, like watching him play all that stuff up close was so so cool. Like I really really dig what he does, and like this is probably their best known song, thanks in no small part to its inclusion on Guitar Hero. Indeed, <laughs> that's how my brother knows who Dinosaur Junior are. Well, he, everyone has an in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if if that's a game way then I'm all for it you know it's like people discovering music or bands or artists through Guitar Hero or maybe like a song gets covered on Glee or something like that it's just like everyone has their own different ways you know like yeah. maybe a song gets played on a commercial or some shit it's just like it doesn't matter mm. how you, you get to, there and you have to hate that song oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you're predisposed to it and they like, no no thank you like fucking whatever mate no everyone- but songs in commercials I think are garbage that's the end of the song for me. If once the song what? once the song is an ad, it's dead to me. Whoa! It's anti-artistry. To be to fair, Mersbo would never do an ad. <laughs> no. <laughs> what if yeah, I can't imagine maybe, any maybe bands Peter. you like getting into commercials to begin with. Well, that's that. Well, like you think of any song like that's that the song Venus that's using the Razor commercial. That's ah. an ad, dude. Battles. Like, 
What are battle they? song? I- ice cream is in a car commercial. Oh, Fuck it no then. Shit. That, not, that's dead to me now. <laughs> Fuck that. That's anti-artistry I'm then. I'm sorry for telling oh. you. That's it. No, it's everything wrong. No, if- I, I take offense at this because, you know, the music industry is in a point of crisis for some bands. Some people are not dealing with that so well. And you're saying that if people are offering them money to use their song, that reduces their artistry and they're not entitled to get the remuneration from that? I do think that, yes. I, I do think it reduces the artistry. And I think if the goal of music is to make money, you shouldn't be making music. I mean, I agree with you in part there, but, like, they just want to be paid for what they're doing. They don't want to work shitty jobs. They want to earn money for being musicians. That's life, man. I don't care. Sometimes you have to work a shitty job. That's living. They've probably done that as well, though, but now they have an opportunity presented to them where they you know, don't okay. have to do that. No, I think they're, if a, I think if a man is put it, in the hard yards... They're, like, they're allowed to do it, but, are, but that means they are an ad now. They're, no, they're not. They're, they're One people. song is an ad when the ad is playing. They're, they're, well, they're, they're ad people. That's okay. such a harsh category. It doesn't matter. Okay, well, do you classify Iggy Pop as that? You know, because he's appeared in commercials. Yeah, I think it's fucking awful. I think it's absolutely terrible. And same as when he when he's selling me insurance or when Johnny Rotten tries to sell a car. Like Johnny yeah. Rotten tried to sell butter, if I'm not mistaken. That was mistaken. it, butter, yeah. yeah. That's it, yeah. That, that's fucking awful. That's the end of it, man. That's terrible. I think it's more awful for punk than it is for, like... I yeah, mean, of like- course. Dinosaur Jr. used this song. Like, this song, they licensed it to be used in Guitar Hero, which is... Yeah. That's that's a that's a I guess a commercial uh, endeavor like yeah. so what's your what's your response to that like people well, guess, using things in video games like that that kind of thing I guess I'd view that as being more similar to a song being used in a soundtrack for a movie I don't think right. there's anything like intrinsically wrong with using a song for that and a band should be remunerated for that purpose because the per- I guess the song wasn't used as an as a selling point for I guess it was different with Guitar Hero but generally I wouldn't say a song being included on like a Tony Hawk soundtrack wasn't a reason for like people to buy the video game like the end the, the point of a song being included in a, video, in a video game isn't like to sell that video game more it's to be a peripheral part of the media experience it's different for guitar hero because of the, like that is the point is yeah. the music but yeah because the lines are a little blurry there but i do think once a song is in a commercial that song is dead to me like in terms of artistic integrity like once once it, once it's been linked with the commercial so I'm you like, disregard that artist's entire work no no no, no not, not that Just artist but that, that song and i think once if, if bands continually put things in commercials like then they're just admin. Honestly, I think it's a it's contextual. Like if it's an artist that clearly doesn't need the money and is just doing it for no, the, the matter of overexposure. No, you, that's, it, it I do, think that's that doesn't bullshit. matter. No, it doesn't matter. I think matter. it does. No, it doesn't. Like I, it, I think context is everything. So yeah, like not in I, terms of like the you're not means testing bands for their ability to sell their own music as product. For a, like if you've got if you're on a major label and you're pushing music for for that form, like that's still selling it. Like it's you're still getting remuneration for doing something. It's all a product. Yeah, there's there's a question of artistic artistic integrity, but or whatever. But like when I am listening to a track on an album and I know that track has been used in an ad, I'm not thinking about that fucking car. I'm thinking about the fucking song. So when you likewise when I'm watching that ad, I'm thinking about the fucking song so if you listen to like a hits from the 80s kind of thing like that yeah. and that song I'm Your Venus I'm Your Fire comes on you don't think of the razor maybe there's a passing thought towards it oh yeah that song is used in that ad but like who cares This that's not yeah. the be all and end all for that song I think a good example whenever I hear It Must Be Love I think of the um, the nappy yeah maybe but like and, and to be fair actually I think an example where perhaps I would agree that 
the use in advertising has done considerable damage to the artistic integrity of the band is the Beach Boys. I was literally about to bring the Beach Boys up. Yeah, right. I, I would, I, I think... As in with the good guys? Oh, so, and so a few a, others. A, a, also then status quo with Coles. There's the yeah. good guys. We don't talk good, about that. Yeah, that's like, just, fuck status quo. That's that's a very, very but clear even fuck then, them. Even then, when I'm listening to Good Vibrations by the Beach Boys, there will yeah. be, maybe in my mind, there will be a passing acknowledgement, but it would, does not interfere with my ability to engage yeah. with the oh, song I think artistically. That's, that's the same with that. But that's the good guys and the license's fault. That's not the Beach Boys' fault, I don't think. Then don't why are you punishing the artists? Then why are you, in your opinion, saying that this... Well, I guess if the, if the artist has agreed to license it, I guess I should be more accurate. I guess it depends with, my, with major labels and stuff, but yeah. Sometimes artists don't get a say, don't get a say in, like, in it. What, yeah, true. Yeah. Okay. I think we've covered enough ground on that. I think so. Uh, but thumbs up for... I think that was hardly related to the Dinosaur Jr. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's, it's was it, something pretty interesting. It I, was interesting. I, yeah, definitely. So, thumbs up for Dino Jr. around? Of course. Mm. Yeah. Great mm. yeah. song. Baller, baller song. Fuck yeah. Okay, number 67. This is L7 with Andre. Number 67 in the 1994 Hottest 100 with Andre. Uh, Mac, I've pretended that you're dead. Uh, what's uh, what's your take on this song? Well, I think, like, L7, like, they're obviously, like, like a precursor. Not not with this song, but, like, originally precursor to so much of that Riot Girl movement. Yeah, I can like, see they that. they kicked off in the 80s. I know the vocalist also appeared um, on uh, a Black Flag track, Slip It In. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So they obviously like have roots in the punk movement kind of thing, but they never really achieved levels of fame, not only of their more successful bands like your Slitter Kinnies and your Holes, but like not even of Bikini Kill and mm. La Tigre. They didn't even get that level of a fame, I think, in the wider consciousness. And I think that songs like this don't really help that argument. This, like... The crunch and grind of the guitar sound is the star here. It's an absolute behemoth. Yeah, it yeah. The, the so, tone on this is so yeah. massive, it's and it's so absolutely sick. wonderful. But the songwriting is not there. I don't think with this song, yeah. it's generic and meandering, and not to the to that point. It sounds like they started writing a song and then they've stopped, and that was it. It's like a half written track, not just because it repeats the lyrics, which I think is kind of lazy. I think this song was it sounds like the genesis for a really terrific female front of grunge track, and it ends up being. Just kind of meandering. Not much. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, I don't really pay yeah. that much. While the tone is really great, the riff is not. Yeah, I'll pay the fact that you know, alternative girl band and riot girl thing and all that kind of stuff. I which I think is good, but I think that stands as goodness outside of this track. I think mm. this track, pretend that we're dead, which you mentioned earlier, yeah. is a baller song. That's that's, that's a fucking that's, yeah. kick-ass. Tune. I wish we were talking about that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that's it. So not think, only the definitive L seven song, but one of the definitive songs of the nineties for me. Like, I yeah, fucking nice. love it. I wouldn't argue with that. And you know, I, there's there's something that comes along with like the whole aesthetic of this song is just like too alternative for you. It and, feels a bit forced. <laughs> Huh. Yeah, there isn't as much song as they're pushing, like no, both exactly. in terms of the riff and the lyrics. Good, they're pushing good the song Excellent really, point. really hard, but it, the song isn't backing it up. Yeah, yeah. fully agree. 
having said that, like I do have to stress that the guitar tone is obviously godlike. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's just the behemoth. Yeah. It's so massive. Yeah, all seven always had I fucking wish, sick guitar. But, but like, like the, the you said, the, the, the riff doesn't like doesn't the riff on the doesn't deliver the on that as no, well exactly, as it could. Yeah. And like the lyrics for the way that she's delivering the lyrics, they're just not backing her up in no. any way. Yep. This song doesn't feel like it's actually about something angry. It just feels like it's about whatever. And and it could have been something really big and great and aggressive. Yeah, and in the whatever, like, the whatever isn't even stressed enough. Yeah, exactly. They're (laughs) committing to something, but they're not... It's just not the right... They're caring, but the song itself is not. No. Yeah, cool. And not in a a right way. I think it's trying too hard to not care. Yeah. Yeah. It's like those people that spend four hours in the morning trying to look like they just got out of bed. Yeah. You know, one of those sort of things. Just Just, just get out of bed. Yeah, look look (laughs) how little we care. Yeah, you guys it's just like alright alright yeah and we know we, as we said we know they can do better yeah like, that's, for sure that's 100%. why this is kind of disappointing because yeah. it's like this isn't anything and we know you can do something on the report card it's just like you, you're better than this yeah <laughs> too, too easily distracted by your B-. friends <laughs> yeah yeah uh, Too easily uh, distracted by that Andre. Yeah. <laughs> Don't sit next to him Don't, anymore. He's that, affecting your grades. Yeah. It's somewhere in between a C plus and a B minus for me. What do you guys? Yeah, it sounds about it? right. I'd, no, give it a, I'd, I'd give it a straight C. That's okay. Okay. Maybe even a, maybe even a C minus. Oh, mm. I'm, I'm in the D category. Yeah, I was I'm thinking a D plus. No, yeah. I'm not even D plus, man. Yeah, yeah. right. You, this, you, you you just give the song a D. This is not okay, plus D, marks for me. D C. I'm gonna go. Can I say D minus? C minus. I'll go C as well. I, I think I like. I don't want to dislike this song as that's much as it, I do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's another good point. But I'm going to. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. I'm going to force myself to yeah. dislike I'll it. Power through it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, L7. Somehow soldier on. L7. I like L7 like yeah. as being like the like a, a name for a square. Yeah, all like fifty slang or yeah. whatever for, for square yeah. because of. I'm doing the hand signal. You can't see it because it's an oral medium, yeah. but yeah. look at your hands. You, you get the joy of discovery if you can figure it out yourself. <laughs> look at your hands. Look deeply <laughs> at your hands it's a and puzzle. just try and do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking amazing. All right, L7. See you after class. At number 66, this is Whale. Whale? With Hobo Humpin' Hobo? Slowbo Babe. Is they are they real words? I guess we'll find out. Sixty-six. 
1994 Hottest 100. The song was called Hobo Humpin' Slowbo Babe. Huh. I just want to reiterate. <laughs> yeah, just say it again. We, in 2015, are talking about a song called Hobo Humpin' Slowbo Babe. In order to understand what the fuck is going on here, I'm going to throw it to our resident hobo humpin' slowbo babe, Nathan Harrison. Good. This song is amazing. <laughs> really? what, the hell is, what the hell is going on with this song? It's amazing that it is that a it thing. Exists. That it exists. Yeah. That it's happened and it's here. And like you said, that we are talking about it. I don't even know what to say about it. Mm. Is this your crash test? It's like, how, how critical of it can you be? Because it, obviously it's not good. Yeah, we know but, that. but they're taking the piss. But is Surely. It, is so it, much. Is it so party? So much. I think it's pretty party. It's party. And, and party doesn't have to be good. No. You know what I mean? <laughs> Most parties are bad in my experience. So. All I want is you a life without parties. parties. <laughs> Do you get what I mean? They're like, the energy, yeah, like the a- energy is so big and they committed so much that d- does it even matter whether it's good or bad? Yeah. And so, and I think for that reason, it's kind of good. That it's successful. It's, 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 it's hugely it's successful. Gone, it's gone like full circle so bad yeah. it's good. But no, well, no, no, I, no, 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 no. It's, it's just, just what it is and that's great. It's so big that it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This song was massive. So they're from Sweden and this went yeah, nuts yeah, yeah. in like Euro dance parties. Euro Which dance makes parties. so much sense. Yeah. Largely, <laughs> I assume because of the video, it like went gangbusters on MTV. Like Video of the year. Yeah. Video yeah. of the year. What? Like hugely. Yes. Like, yeah, I, I think it's fucking terrible. Uh, DJY, I think you just have to pay this one. That like it is up there. It's it's a great song. Like, this is it, this is the imagine the, the parts of, of, of 1994. The individual parts like they don't work is no, the thing. The no. yell vocals are horrible. The female <laughs> vocals are somehow even worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The beats are crap. And everything the fuzzy is guitar, terrible. And this is a great yeah, song. Yeah, it's just everything about it is just so garbage. Yeah. But you listen to it, and I'm like, yeah, I get it. I yeah. understand this song. Let's get a cr- crack it on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the misplaced sexuality of yeah, it all. It's weird. It's like, uh, she's look- 31 in that video. She looks like she's. A lot long, younger than that. I reckon 31 makes sense. Oh, right. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, 31 <laughs> on the nose. Yeah, right. There you go. I just think, like, obnoxious. Like, Webster's defines obnoxious. Mm. And it's just this song. It's it's too in your face. It's got too it's, much in your face attitude. It's a lot of in it's your face It's poochy. The rock and dog. Too, too much too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't handle the tude. Right? Okay. <laughs> two minor observations I made. Uh, one... Not to be racist, but I... Sounds like it's going to be racist. (laughs) (laughs) This is a great start. You know, trying to figure out what the fuck was going on here. When I went onto their Wikipedia page and it said, Whale were a Swedish band. I was just like, oh, right, okay. That makes a little bit more sense. Maybe the the Euro market was into this bizarre... Yeah, they were. They were in a big way. Secondly, the the bassist looks like David Cross. (laughs) Oh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> sure. That was my minor observation that I got out of that video. And it was please just like, look the video up, everybody. Uh, yeah, it's, you it's have to. It's fucking it's, ridiculous. It's part of it. Um, you, Adam, you were saying that they were TV presenters. I was saying, yeah, they, was saying they were that. TV presenters. That, I think that makes yeah. sense. Like it's clearly them just having a laugh yeah. and making this big. But they made this wasn't it to them though. They made it was from an album. And they yeah, made yeah. yeah, they made they made another record after this, and they split up in 1999. I have no Shame. idea what any of them are doing now. But, Reunion uh, tour, please. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Save uh, the whales. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. That would be a great reunion tour. Yeah. You'll have a whale of a time. Yeah. No. Now, does anyone know specifically what exactly is 
A hobo humping slowbo, babe. Well, we're all one. Slowbo is the mystery, obviously. Right. Everything like, else makes perfect sense. Yeah, if you're a hobo humping babe, you're just some a mad, babe that mad, humps hobos. mad hottie who yeah. fucks the homeless people. So what? Slowbo what's is slowbo? Is, Does, that's, that's the tricky is that, one. Is that a slang term? Like I've never heard it before. Mm. Well, it's not a medical term. So. <laughs> well, well, don't discount it. I did. Ask me that slowbo. Can anyone uh, fifty cc's of Can anyone slow-bo. flip through a Urban Dictionary and see if we can find slowbo? Urban Dictionary has a few different <laughs> definitions, as it always does. Uh, the third definition it says is um, it's a short term for a slowpoke hobo, like it's a portmanteau. But it also says that it's um, a portmanteau for um, the top definition, a slutty hobo, but not a prostitute. So the person lives in a tent city and gets passed around among the male hobos. Oh my god! Hobo no. humping that would make sense. Slow-mo, babe. Yeah. That would make sense. Uh, yeah, 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 right. there you go. yeah. You remember hobo being a thing? I'm really glad that I, as a culture, we've sort of dispensed with that. Yeah, term it's... and started just referring to them as. Like... Well, we just stopped referring to them. I think. <laughs> yeah, <it's>... <laughs> then... <laughs> what homeless problem <laughs> in society for the better for that? Yeah. Guess we're a little <laughs> bit yep. closer to the truth, maybe. <laughs> there are theories, but really, you know, what do you think, yeah. dear listener? You know what I think? I never want to hear it or speak about this band again. <laughs> but I'm so happy that it exists. <laughs> I'm glad it did happen. Yeah. I'm glad that I've heard it. I know, I'm glad I know this exists. Yeah. And if I ever feel like being, you know, so filled with crazy party attitude... I'm definitely going to try and like pull it out, out sometime. And just, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's like it's like a hidden DJ gem for a completely different set. Like, Lucas with the lid off is when you bust it out, you want to impress people. Whale is when you... When it's time um, for everyone to go home. Probably. <laughs> or, like, it's, the, the party's it's just, just turning the light on point. and off. You know, like, when the party's at that point peaking. where yeah. everything's out of control yeah. and nobody's going to mind. It's just like, yeah. yep, perfect time to drop this. Yeah. So, I should be a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> That brings us to the end of yet another episode of Hottest 100s and Thousands. We would like to thank you for listening, and we would like to thank FBI for having us. Uh, So, before we get out of here, as per usual, we are going to talk about our favourites and our least favourite songs. My favourite song this week was What's the Frequency, Kenneth? And uh, my least favourite was Hobo Humpin' Slowbo Babe. Adam? Out of the four songs we talked about today. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I only remember four. Mm, mm, <laughs> mm, um, mm, mm, mm. Daiju, for the best. Yeah. Quite obvs. Um, and for the worst, oh, which of the other three? It'd be Andre, let's be honest. Mm. Oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot about Andre. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, Andre's bad. Yeah, yeah. my... Motherfuckers but... act like they forgot about Andre. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm with you there, man. Best feel the pain, weakest Andre. I'm going to say best, uh, I'll give it to R.E.M., even though Feel the Pain. Like, both of those are two, I think, great yeah, yeah, songs. Yeah. Um, and worst is Andre. Okay. <laughs> but, like, also, like, special bonus surprise prize for Hobo Hump and Slowbo Wave. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's in a class of its own. It is. It is. Surprise <laughs> on the other side. But mm, mm, mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> both of them are in, um, they're in their own Tom Hanks, A League of Their Own. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, that's going to do us. Thank you again for listening. On behalf of Miss Andrew McDonald. Good night. On behalf of Mr. Nathan Harrison. Good morning. And on behalf of Mr. Adam Buncher. It's lunchtime. Yes, it is. Let's eat. My name is David James Young. Keep music evil. Goodbye. Modern day Jay-Z relies way too much on rhyming uh with uh. Uh. It does rhyme, though. You've got to give him that.